0: Hello and welcome to episode 571 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Saturday, June 24th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. Let us begin with the Saturday prayer of St. Alphonsus Liguri. To the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, To obtain her patronage. O my most holy mother, I see the graces which thou hast obtained for me, and I see the ingratitude of which I have been guilty towards thee. An ungrateful soul is no longer worthy of favors, but I will not on this account distrust thy mercy, which is greater than my ingratitude. O my great advocate, pity me. Thou dispensest all the graces which God grants to us miserable creatures, and for this purpose he has made thee so powerful, so rich, and so benign. He has done so that thou mightest succor us in our miseries. Ah, mother of mercy, leave me not in my poverty. Thou art the advocate of the most miserable and guilty criminals who have recourse to thee. Defend me also who recommend myself to thee. Say not that my cause is too difficult to be gained for all causes, however desperate, when defended by thee are gained. In thy hands then do I place my eternal salvation. To thee do I entrust my soul. It was lost. Thou then by thy intercession hast to save it. I wish to be inscribed amongst thy most devoted servants. Reject me not. Thou seekest the miserable to relieve them. Abandon me not, who am a wretched sinner, and who have recourse to thee. Speak for me. Thy son does all that thou askest him. Take me under thy protection. That is all that I ask. Yes, for if thou protectest me, I fear nothing. I do not fear my sins, for thou wilt obtain me a remedy for the evil they have done me. I do not fear the devils, for thou art more powerful than all hell. I do not even fear Jesus my judge himself, for by a single prayer of thine he is appeased. I only fear that by my negligence I may cease to recommend myself to thee, and thus be lost. It is true that these graces are too great for me, who have not deserved them, but they are not too great for thee, who art so much loved by God. Hence he grants thee all that thou askest. Thou hast only to speak, and he denies thee nothing." Pray then to Jesus for me. Tell him that thou protectest me, and then he is sure to pity me. My mother, in thee do I trust. In this hope I shall live in peace, and in it I wish to die. Live Jesus our love, and marry our hope. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. I'll now read from the Sacred Heart book by Father F.X. LaSance. It has an imprimatur from 1903. And this is from the 24th day of June. And this, the month dedicated to our Lord Jesus Christ's most sacred heart. And it is from St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. The most mortified will be the most tenderly caressed by the heart of Jesus, the most charitable will be the best loved by the heart of Jesus. The most silent will be the best instructed by the Sacred Heart. The most obedient will have the most credit and power with the heart of Jesus. The Holy Face of Jesus of the Veil of Veronica Prayers Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and Holy Days, and Communism. Pater Noster, quias in celi, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveni et regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tu mulieribus, et Benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in Principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum, amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious, and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, turn thine eyes of mercy toward the children of that race, once thy chosen people. Of old they called down upon themselves the blood of the Savior. May it now descend upon them a laver of redemption and of life. Amen. Today, friends, with it being the Feast of St. John the Baptist, we are going to take a look at a reading pertaining to St. John the Baptist from Fisheaters.com. It says, Note to Bene, today celebrates John's birthday. His death by beheading or decolation will be commemorated on 29 August. This feast honors the great St. John, the greatest of all prophets, so great that our Lord said of him in Matthew 11, 11 through 15, amen. I say to you, there hath not risen among them that are born of women a greater than John the Baptist. Yet he that is the lesser and the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent bear it away. For the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, he is Elias that is to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Typified by Elias or Elijah, described in four Kings one verse eight as a hairy man with a girdle of leather about his loins. John baptized in the same place Elias was taken up into heaven. Four Kings two one seven through 13 and 19 through 22. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elias into heaven by a whirlwind. That Elias and Eliseus, or Elisha, were going from Galgal. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets followed them and stood in sight at a distance, but they too stood by the Jordan. And Elias took his mantle and folded it together and struck the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, and they both passed over on dry ground. And when they were gone over, Elias said to Eliseus, Ask what thou wilt have me to do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I beseech thee that in me may be thy double spirit. And he answered, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, thou shalt have what thou hast asked. But if thou see me not, thou shalt not have it. And as they went on walking and talking together, behold, a fiery chariot and fiery horses parted them both asunder. And Elias went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw him and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the driver thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own garments and rent them in two pieces. And he took up the mantle of Elias that fell from him, and going back he stood upon the bank of the Jordan. And the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the situation of this city is very good, as thou, my lord, seest but the waters are very bad and the ground barren. And he said, bring me a new vessel and put salt into it. And when they had brought it, he went out to the spring of the waters and cast the salt into it and said, thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters and there shall no, be no more in them death or barrenness. And the waters were healed unto this day, according to the word of Eliseus, which he spoke. John's coming was foretold. Isaiah 40 verses one through five. Be comforted, be comforted, my people, saith your God. Speak ye to the heart of Jerusalem and call to her, for her evil is come to an end. Her iniquity is forgiven. She hath received of the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the desert, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the wilderness the paths of our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough ways plain." And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh together shall see that the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. Malachi 4, verses 4-6 through 6. Remember the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel, the precepts and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elias the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with anathema. Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3. And in those days cometh John the Baptist preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Do penance, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by Isaiah the prophet, saying, A voice of one crying in the desert, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. And his birth was surrounded by the miraculous. The angel Gabriel's visit to John's father, Zachary, to announce that he would have a son who will be called John. John's recognition of the Savior while still in his mother's womb and the manner in which Zachary regained his speech and prophesied at John's circumcision. Luke 1, verses 59 through 79. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him by his father's name, Zachary. And his mother answering said, not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, how he would have him called, and demanding a writing table he wrote, saying, John is his name. And they all wondered, and immediately his mouth was open, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these things were noised abroad, over all the hill country of Judea. And all they that had heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What in one, think ye, shall this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him, and Zachary, his father, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, because he hath visited and wrought the redemption of his people, and he hath raised up a horn of salvation to us in the house of David his servant, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who are from the beginning, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy testament, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father that he would grant to us, that being delivered from the hand of our enemies, we may serve him without fear in holiness and justice before him all our days. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people under the remission of their sins. Through the bowels of the mercy of our God, in which the Orient from on high hath visited us, to enlighten them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to direct our feet into the way of peace. It is interesting to note that this feast is one of only three feasts that commemorate birthdays, the other two being the birthday of Jesus on 25 December and that of Our Lady on 8 September. And what do all three have in common? They were all three born without original sin. Our Lord and Our Lady were both, of course, conceived without sin, but St. John the Baptist, though not conceived in this way, was filled with grace in the womb of his mother, the aged and barren Elizabeth, and so was born without original sin. This is evident by his recognizing the Savior even in the womb, which we recall on the Feast of the Visitation on July 2nd, and by the angel's words to his father, the priest Zachary, or Zacharias, who went to the temple to pray that his wife should conceive. Luke 1, 13-15 But the angel said to him, Fear not, Zachary, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice in his nativity, for he shall be great before the Lord, and shall drink no wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Luke one twenty six twenty eight thirty one thirty six thirty nine through 28, 31, 36, 39-41, 56, and 57. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee called Nazareth. And the angel being come in said unto her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth shall also have conceived conceive a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her that is called barren. And Mary, rising up in those days, went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zachary and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaps in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And Mary abode with her about three months, and she returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time of being delivered was come, and she brought forth a son. This feast then follows the feast of the Annunciation by three months and precedes the birth of Christ by six months. It is providential that the feast of the forerunner, the greatest of all prophets, should fall at midsummer around the summer solstice when the days become shorter because of his words in John 3.30, He must increase, but I must decrease. It is the longest day of the year, and from here on out, the days grow shorter and shorter. Conversely, our Lord, the radiant dawn, was born at the winter solstice, when the days were becoming longer. Nonetheless, how great is the light of St. John. The epistle reading for today's feast beautifully speaks of this greatest of saints, this chosen arrow in the quiver of God. Isaiah 49, verses 1 through 3, 5, 6, and 7. Give ear, ye islands, and hearken, ye people from afar. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother. He hath been mindful of my name, and he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he hath protected me, and hath made me as a chosen arrow. In his quiver he hath hidden me, and he said to me, Thou art my servant Israel, for in thee will I glory. And now saith the Lord, that informed me from the womb to be his servant." that I may bring back Jacob unto him, and Israel will not be gathered together. And I am glorified in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has made my strength. Behold, I have given thee to be the light of the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation even to the farthest part of the earth. Kings shall see, and princes shall rise up, and adore for the Lord's sake, because he is faithful, and for the Holy One of Israel, who hath chosen thee. Customs. To best prepare for this feast, pray the novena of St. John the Baptist starting on June 15th and ending on the eve of the Feast of St. John, June 23rd. For the feast itself, the litany of St. John the Baptist would be the perfect thing to pray. On St. John's Eve and day, it is customary to gather the perennial herb, St. John's wort, Hypericum perforatum, named for our saint. It's long been seen as a means to keep evil away, and since medieval times, the herb has been hung over doors, windows, and icons. Its genus name, Hipparicum, means above a pitcher, to keep witches and evil spirits away. It is also used medicinally and was thus used by the Knights Hospitallers. To harvest, cut off the top third of the plant and hang in bundles to dry. To make a tincture to use to apply to the skin as an antibacterial agent or astringent, please do the following. Into a pint jar with a lid, put either three ounces of the dried flowers or enough of the fresh herb to fill the jar. Pour 100-proof vodka into the jar to fill and shake the contents hard. Let steep for two weeks, shaking the jar once a day, then strain and pour into one-ounce dropper bottles. The liquid should be a bright red, the color of St. John's blood, the spilling of which is remembered on August 29. Drink two droppers full three times a day, half the amount for children, this method is more cost-effective than the infusion method in that it makes better use of the quantity of the herb to make tea from the plant said to be good for mild depression sleep disorders chronic tension headaches menopausal disorders bedwetting and mild neuralgic and rheumatic pain steep two teaspoonfuls of the dried flowers and leaves in a cup of hot water for 10 minutes sweetening with honey if you like pregnant women those with high blood pressure and those taking anticoagulants or antidepressants should talk to their doctors before using. Possible side effects include photosensitivity, so avoid the sun when using, increase in blood pressure, gastrointestinal upset, and dermatitis in those who are sensitive to the herb. In addition to gathering St. John's wort, it's also customary to gather flowers to make wreaths to wear and to hang in your home, or especially on the front door. Make a wreath of flowers that dry well and hang in your home all year to be replaced next St. John's Day. Alternatively, flowers can be tied together in bunches with beautiful ribbons and hanged upside down to decorate your home all year. Swedish girls will pick seven flowers from seven different fields and place them under their pillows on this night so they will dream about their future husbands. And in Slavic countries such as Poland, floral wreaths are floated down the river in honor of Christ's baptism by St. John in the Jordan. Italian women will get a big glass or a clay basin, fill it with freshly picked herbs and flowers, especially lavender, St. John's wort, rosemary, and mint, and leave it outside overnight, uncovered on St. John's Eve to collect the dew of St. John's morning. Washing one's face and hands with this flora and dew-infused water is said to be beneficial. In Messina, Sicily, in a tradition that undoubtedly goes far back into pre-Christian times, women will prepare muzuni on St. John's Eve. They will take a large clay vase that has been severed at its neck in honor of St. John's fate, which we recall on August 29, fill it with wheat, lavender, carnations, and barley and wheat stems that have been sprouted in the dark. Then they wrap the bottle in silk cloth and adorn it with metals and jewels to place on tables between two candles that have been set up around the town. Flowers and herbs aside, the temporal focus of the festivities is the building of fires outdoors in which to burn worn out sacramentals and to serve as a symbol of the one Christ himself called a burning and shining light, John 5.35. These fires used to be huge communal bonfires and this still occurs in parts of Europe, but smaller family-sized fires will do too. The fire is built at dusk with this blessing from the Roman ritual and allowed to burn past midnight. And says you can download the blessing in a PDF format if you would like to at the website. And there are so many wonderful traditions and um, association with St. John's Eve and also St. John's Day. It's important to keep these traditions alive. It's important to um, keep the traditions of the church going. This is the blessing, by the way, Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. The fire is sprinkled with holy water, after which the clergy and the people sing the Utquaint Laxus." O for your spirit, holy John, to chasten, lips, sin-polluted, fettered tongues to loosen. So by your children might your needs of wonder meetly be chanted. Lo, a swift herald from the skies descending, bears to your Father promises of your greatness. How he shall name you, what your future story, duly revealing, scarcely believing, message so transcendent, him for a seasoned power of speech forsaketh, till at your wondrous birth again returneth, voice to the voiceless, you in your mother's womb all darkly cradled, knew your great monarch biding in his chamber. Whence the two parents, through their offspring's merits, mysteries uttered, praise to the Father, to the Son begotten, and to the Spirit equal power-possessing, one God whose glory through the lapse of ages ever-resounding. Let us pray. Lord God, Almighty Father, the light that never fails and the source of all light, sanctify this new fire and grant that after the darkness of this life we may come unsullied to Thee, who art light eternal through Christ our Lord. Amen. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Let us pray. God, who by reason of the birth of blessed John Have made this day praiseworthy. Give thy people the grace of spiritual joy and keep the hearts of thy faithful fixed on the way that leads to everlasting salvation through Christ our Lord. Amen. After the blessing, a decade of the rosary is prayed while walking sunwise, clockwise, not widdershins around the fire. Then old sacramentals are reverently burned, but other things are tossed in the fire as well. In Ireland, the youngest able child tosses into the flames a bone, symbolizing the end of the old covenant and the beginning of the new. It is a good fire in which to burn things that symbolize what you want to put behind you and move on from. And note that some people save some of the ashes from the fires of St. John's Eve to bless the sick with. Then the party begins. In most places, brave souls leap over the flames of the bonfire, an act which is given different meanings in different places, with most saying it is an act to bring blessings. If you're in a farming family, it is customary to carry torches lit from this fire through your fields to bless them and burn off weeds. Whether you're a farmer or not, tend the fire as late as you can, at least until after midnight, and have fun. If you have a fireplace, light a fire in it with flames from the bonfire to bless your home. Note that it is customary, too, to save some of the ashes from this fire to mix with water to bless the sick. This night is like certain other nights in the Catholic calendar, like Walpurgisnacht and All Saints Eve, when it is said, not so good spirits become active and created things can go wonky. There's much literature about spooks, fairies, and witches that takes place on Midsummer's Eve. One of them is Nikolai Golgol's St. John's Eve, which you can download in PDF format here, and a hyperlink is given. Scary stories told around the fire are not out of place on the eve of St. John, and neither is a touch of creepy music. Just as Mendelssohn set to music Goth's Tales of Witches Flying to the Top of the Bracken on Walperschnack, modest Mussorgsky wrote his... Night on Bald Mountain, about a witch's Sabbath that takes place on St. John's Eve. Because of this spooky character, and because witches think of this time not as dedicated to St. John, but solely as the summer solstice and a time to engage in their witchery, the use of sacramentals and prayer to ward off evil is in order. As to foods, it's customary to eat strawberries. Our Lady is said to accompany children who pick strawberries on this day. In addition, in Sweden, pickled herring, boiled potatoes, sour cream, crisp bread, beer, and schnapps are enjoyed, while in Spain they ate figs and a savory pie made with tuna. In Ireland, goody, white bread bo- broken in pieces and boiled with milk, sugar, and spices, is another traditional food, one prepared in a great pot, over and eaten around the bonfire. Goody consists of 10 slices of bread, crust removed and cut into cubes, three and three quarters cups milk, four tablespoons unsalted butter melted, a third cup sugar, one teaspoon cinnamon, half teaspoon mut- nutmeg and a pinch of salt. In a medium pot, bring all ingredients to a boil, stir and cook until it thickens, similar to oatmeal for about 10 minutes. Top with strawberries, blueberries or other fruit, it serves six. In Puerto Rico, La Noche de San Juan, the eve of this feast is a time of renewal. To symbolize this at midnight, Puerto Ricans line up at the beach and walk backwards to the sea, into which they plunge themselves three, seven, or twelve times. Another interesting thing about the Feast of St. John, the breviary's hymn for this day, Utquant Laxis, the hymn sung or recited during the blessing of the bonfire, is the source of our names of musical notes, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. The hymn attributed to Paulus Diaconus, Paul the deacon, who lives circa 720, to seven ninety nine, was noted by a monk to rise one note in the diatonic C scale with each verse. The syllables sung at each rise in pitch give us the names of our notes. The ut was later changed to do for easier easier pronunciation. Excuse me, ut quant laxus resonare fibris mira gestorum, femuli tuorum solve polluti i reatum sank te Ioanus which brings us back to oot, 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 oot. With apologies to Miss Andrews, the words mean, so that these your servants may with all their voice resound your marvelous exploits. Clean the guilt from our stained lips, O St. John. And the melody is as follows, and that's given here. On a final musical note, enjoy these works by Bach written for St. John's Day. Again, a couple of links are given if you want to go to fisheaters.com and check out the entry on St. John the Baptist. Also a reading Uh, consisting of a sermon by St. Augustine is given. So many thanks to fisheaters.com for that. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. Let us mention once more Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org, as well as episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, featuring two interviews, one by me and one from... Uh, by a gentleman from 1 Peter 5 with my wonderful sister and wonderful niece pertaining to RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. If you know any non-speakers, any non-speakers in your family or amongst your friends, this information is crucial because imagine how frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate. And just as Uh, The deaf found a tremendous breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate with sign language. RPM has done the same for non-speakers. Before the age of eight, we didn't even know my niece's favorite color. And now we know that she is skilled at composing music. She's working on an oratorio as we speak. She's gifted at mathematics. She even knows other languages. She is a comprehensive genius, in my opinion. It's never been formally tested, but I believe she probably has a very, very high IQ. She's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, but we would have known none of that without rapid prompting method. So once again, let's get the word out there because communication is a human right. H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. And please tune in if you haven't already done so to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let's pray now for help and for healing for non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria Grazia Plana Dominus tecum, benedicta tu maleribus, et benedictus fructus bentris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora nobis peccatoribus, nunc et enora mortis nostre. Amen. And a gloria Patri for a very special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicud erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, Obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pernobis. Sancti Yosef, terra daimonem, ora pernobis. Sancto Raphael, archangeli, ora pernobis. In nomine patris, et fili, et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for tuning in to episode 571 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share our ladies' podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at FatimaPodcast. Please give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the program. But most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye, and God love you.